So we hear sometimes that advice, stop thinking you're special. What does this mean? And is this a good piece of advice? So what do we mean by the term special? We can mean anything we want by it. But as it concerns what we're talking about here, it would seem that um, we mean that certain things that apply to other people do not apply to us or, or, or do apply to us. That um, just because we are our own self, meaning not because of anything objective that we have apprehended concerning the one who we consider to be ourself. For example, I am uh, seven feet tall. And consequently, I'm special as it concerns height. At least uh, uh, this is the percent at which I'm more special than 99 or whatever percent of people, or maybe more, 99.99% people as it concerns the objective of height. But it's not strictly just because I'm me. It's because I am tall. If it was somebody else, somebody else would also be special, uh, being that, that tall as it concerns the objective of height. So here the kind of special we mean then is where we, it's not something like that. It's just that I'm special just because I'm me. And if it was somebody else with the very same attributes of mine and maybe even better, they wouldn't be special to me. Right? I wouldn't consider them special because they're not me. I'm special Again, I'm special simply because, I mean, that we would say is certainly the kind of specialness that we want to eradicate uh, uh, by the way of ourself. So first off, we can consider the causes. Why, why do we feel like this? And we see that this is really, excuse me, um, you don't say universal because there's so many different patterns of uh, of individuality found across the world and in different cultures. But uh, it is it's a fair bet to say it's a very pervasive thing. Uh, again, maybe even would be safe to say universal. But well, we can we can say not. Maybe if somebody is uh, grows up in a culture where a person is is taught. That you're not a specific person, you're part of the community, you're you're one with the the trees, right? There's this com- uh, cultures like that where a person feels identified with a bunch of trees, with a bunch of animals, and maybe then then it would also be the same feeling, presumably, but just spread across a wider subset of people, right? It doesn't have to be particularly me. I actually, yeah, we we see that um, uh, the the isolated tribes, isolated communities that. Uh, would consider absolutely, absolutely were not devoid of vanity and, and absolutely did think themselves to be the only real human beings and, and the only ones that are truly civilized and culture. And maybe a culture doesn't have uh, even a, a written language, but still they consider that to be the peaks of, of civilization as opposed to anybody else. So we see it. And we're, just, we're not going to limit it to, to what we consider in modern day culture to be ourself, but uh, we're going to keep it uh, in some way, shape, or form. So we'd say, where does this come from? We would say a way, conceptual way to, to think about it, uh, it would be to, to note the fact that from each and every possible point of view, I am myself and I'm the only one that there is. Right? Meaning, if I think of my body as myself, that's clearly not the case. Here's one body, there's another one, there's another one. If I think of, uh, of my... Uh, voice as as being myself also many voices if i think of my hair when we said that body personality trait my knowledge but if i think of the very fact that i exist i see i cannot imagine i cannot conceive of any other type of existence at all if i imagine what it would be like to be an animal uh, uh, other than myself that is uh, to imagine what we like to be a deer or a donkey or an ant or an antelope or an iguana or an eel 
It would just be me imagining myself in a different body with a different mind, with a different sort of awareness, but it would still be that fundamental me that there is. If I were to imagine what it's like to be a different person, it would be the same me that uh, I have, again, in this deeper, uh, more absolute sense, imagining myself to have a different body, right? Just like I, I, I can think about, if I can recall what I was like 10 years ago, maybe I was very, very different. Maybe 10 years ago as a kid, completely different or, or almost in all ways and yet it was still the same fundamental me it's just a different body a different personality a different mind different knowledge different maturity many different things but the same basic me as it concerns that existence so we would say that this is a, a, a fundamental kind of um category error here of taking uh, of comparing on the one hand or a mismatch, should we say, of comparing, on the one hand, the, the absolute fact of our absolute existence. And by our, we mean mine, but not from, obviously, the present point of view, but from any point of view at all, uh, of my absolute existence and um, simultaneous to conceiving of ourself in, in very narrow terms. Meaning, I know as a matter of experiential fact that I am the only one that there is as a matter of existence. Uh, and that, that, that everybody else comes across to me as an appearance, as an image, uh, uh, all the people of the world and all the ideas and all the concepts. And yet here I'm told that I am this such and such person with such and such limitations, with such and such uh, uh, kind of um, weaknesses and so forth and so on. So something has to give. It's a, it's a, the most bizarre case of cognitive dissonance if we want to use those terms, right? It's like, again, somebody is uh, a king or a queen and uh, they've, their whole life may be Queen Elizabeth, long, long live the queen, uh, great lady. But uh, let's say she were to dress up as uh, a worker at a fast food joint, right? And now people are... are uh, pulling up and uh, talking to her in the way that very unfortunately people talk to uh, employees very frequently of, of uh, restaurants. And uh, if she's if she's playing along, she knows it's for a TV show or, uh, she, you know, it's she should probably play along. But if not, if somehow she was in that situation or not her, she's a very nice lady, but some other king or queen, especially one not as humble as as, as Queen Elizabeth, uh, right? It, it would be like, this is insane. Like, do you know who I am? I'm the king of, of XYZ. Uh, I'm the king of Kalamazoo. I'm the queen of of uh, the whatever the the kingdom might be, and you're talking to me like I'm a nobody. It would be a case of rage, a case of just utter just insanity. And we see, unfortunately, when kings and queens have been deposed, or maybe more fortunately, dictators and despots, and then they were treated like like dogs and worse, right? thrown into little cellars or into little. Um, which I'm gonna call it uh, the presence and such. We see is just uh, the the ultimate case of uh, just uh, it's it's unbelievable. Right? There's even a monarch who committed suicide after he was deposed because he couldn't handle being a normal person and being treated as a normal person. So here we would say we're all in this same position as ourself. Excuse me. We are exactly like that. We're we're more than than than, than the king and the queen. Because we're actually all of existence. Again, if we put aside the appearances, we put aside our emotions, and we put aside uh, our body, and we put aside our thoughts, and we put aside all our notions of all other people and all other things, what is there? There's what there is. That's it. Right? It's, not, it's not like it's one thing out of many. Oh, here's one thing, and there's another thing. That's, that's all that there is. 
experientially speaking, without making any deeper implications here or anything like that, just as a matter of experience, just to describe it as it really is. So it's more than any king or queen, and yet again, we're treated by the world as if we're just a number. We're just uh, if that, as if we're a nobody, right? I'm just a limited individual. I have a particular position in society. I have a, a particular. Uh, place in life and in line, I'm no big deal, right? So consequently, being that, first of all, I can lose my mind, as as happens, uh, not fr- too frequently, but it's well known, it happens, right? And then a person begins to, right away, uh, it begins to say that which is, is in coherence with this intuition, which obviously a person cannot express coherently, otherwise he or she wouldn't lose their mind. It's a it's a natural, instinctual, unconscious type of thing, but a person is driven to that, to say, I am the king or queen, even if the person is not, to say, I am the most important person in the world. So that's one option when the, the kind of the brakes are off and right away we go to the extreme. The other option is to do what we all do, or most of us do, and that is to continually work to advance our perceived position in, in, in all areas. Uh, professionally, to, to get, have as much money as possible, which signifies power and the, the capacity to satisfy our desire, which is more in line, obviously, with being VIP than not. Uh, um, getting our job to, to get promoted, unless we don't want the responsibility. Remember, there's so, so many variations. We can't say it's always one thing. Everybody wants to be promoted. Everybody wants to earn money. Absolutely not. There's many people that want to be uh, very lazy and very degenerate and all kinds of things, but it, it certainly would not be because there's an exemption to their nature, right? Sometimes people think, oh, you know, I'm not at all uh, I'm not at all selfish. I, uh, you know, I don't have any money. I'm not at all selfish. Weakness is not an out. Out of anything. We think, oh yeah, I'm not at all this because weakness is not an out. So that's what we're going to say. The healthy thing is, in light of our nature, if, if we don't have any pathologies and complexes and, and, and all kinds of crazy things, is to do precisely that, as every form of life does, to, to work to our uh, improvement and to our advancement. Uh, in our personal life, in our professional life, health-wise, physically, in each and every way. We're working to align the contingent, meaning the variable, meaning that which is one out of many, to that fundamental state of absoluteness that that that, that is is in truth ourself, as certainly as as it seems, and more than seems. All right, so that's uh, uh, the idea. But uh, uh, aside from that, we we see that it's not sufficient. Ultimately, we harbor dreams of winning the lottery and being the richest and most important person in the world. Or, uh, if not winning the lottery, right, of being uh, the, the titan and tycoon of, of business and industry or of art or of science or of politics and so forth and so on. But we understand we're, most of us are not going to get there. And even those of us that do get there say that really ultimately I get used to it and I feel no more fundamentally like I want to feel necessarily than I did before. Now it's the status quo that I'm a, a world leader or a billionaire or, a, or a, a superstar actor or actress and now this is just the norm for me. Now I wouldn't want to lose it because then I would really feel like dirt but it's no longer doing the trick for me. So we see we have to close the distance between how we feel and never mind those of us who never attain anything uh, of substance at all. We have to close that gap and how do we do that? We do that as it seems by thinking of ourself as special, by thinking of something about us uh, as a body, as a psychology, as a particular person, which is other than our real self, 
which is singular and special. So we say we mix up some combination, you know, um, because of my particular background and my particular story and my particular look and my likes and dislikes and, and this and that, that makes me special. That makes me unique. I'm a special cookie, right? Uh, or, or for example, um, we, uh, uh, we again, and this is presuming we're, we're relatively normal. If we're not normal, we're just going to jump straight to the to, to the to the end, uh, which is utter insanity, and say, "Yeah, I'm so special that I am again the the uh, I'm actually the the lizard queen or king of the entire universe, and uh, I'm just soon I'm going to be in control of all the planets and all the stars and Mars." And Venus and Uranus and the Sun, and, right? So th- these kinds of things. But, but uh, this ins- utter insanity is we see the the slighter, more suppressed, more modest, more acceptable variants of it. When we speak to a person and a person begins to say some kind of conspiracy theories, right? I know something you don't, which makes me special. I know how the world works, which makes me special. I have wisdom that you don't. I have knowledge that you don't. I know. Uh, I uh, have certain practices. I wake up earlier than you do. I'm more productive than you are. I'm, I have a, a nicer this, a nicer that. So these are all forms of that same insanity. They're just socialized. They're just uh, under control because so, thankfully, then we haven't lost our marbles completely. We know that if we were to say something totally nuts, we would be put down. <laughs> and consequently, we, we sublimate it. We, we repress it. But it, it would, it's the same sort of insanity. But really, right, we would say, ultimately, it's not insanity. Ultimately, it's, it's totally sensible. We know as a matter of fact that I am uh, all of existence from my point of view. Uh, and, and we're simply trying to close that gap. So the idea would be uh, to not, uh, when we say don't think that we're special. Well, here actually we have to, to, to say what, what's the alternative? Is there any alternative or is this the only way to go? Uh, right? Maybe we have to really have a unique combination of uh, uh, different things about us. L- listen, I have my, my right eye is a little bit different than my left eye. And the, the eighth hair on my eyebrow is is really perky. And plus the, you know, my, my special things that I have. And, and I do, we, should we take that to the extreme? Maybe we're going to learn a new skill, a new language, a new hobby, and then we're really going to be special. We can do that. And that's usually what we do. But we would say that the alternative is, is real human development, uh, which uh, part and parcel of which, alongside obviously comprehensive intellectual, emotional, moral development, part and parcel of which is the escape of that selfishness and that contractedness and that inwardness that compels us to view ourselves in such narrow terms. Excuse me. And then forces us to pit ourselves against anybody and everybody else with our feelings of specialness. He's rich, but I'm strong. Uh, he's, she's strong, but I'm rich. Uh, uh, she's beautiful, but I'm very uh, uh, in touch with my emotions. He's uh, famous, but I'm very uh, artistic and so forth, right? So it, it pits us to, to or, or it compels us to, to do this kind of nonsense. All right, so the, again, part and parcel of that human development would be to escape that, right? Escape that and consequently move more and more towards the direction of seeing ourselves as singular, but not as object, obviously. Meaning, not as this body and this psychology and this story, right? I'm the only one. That's called narcissism. That's called egomania. 
That's called insanity. Right now, I've elevated my particular character to, to the number one status in the world. Listen, I'm the the, the most. Uh, you know, my eyes, again, this sort of stuff. And maybe we succeed, maybe in terms of fame and in terms of fortune. And now we're really screwed, right? Because ultimately, obviously, reality comes a calling. We're still just a number as a body, as a, as a character. And there's something called death, which then becomes the scariest, most incomprehensible thing. So much so, we can't even comprehend it. Right? We see, we hear these brave statements from people. Oh, I'm not afraid to die. YOLO, let me live once. But these are people that cannot even come close to comprehending what death is and what it would mean for them. Again, a person's entire life, entire being is sunk into pure selfishness, into pure self-centeredness and, and pure egoism in, in this form. And then to c- come to terms with that completely and utterly being destroyed and annihilated for eternity, it wouldn't, the person would immediately be in the asylum, break uh, with, with a complete and total psychological breakdown if it really clicked what it means to die. So we see this is all talk, right? YOLO, uh, I'm just living life. Uh, before I die, I can die any day. We, we have no comprehension of these things when, when we're in that state of, of complete selfishness and, and, and such, right? So because of these things, that that's we would say that's not the strategy, right? If we could live forever, we could, <laughs> it's not the strategy. We could have our own planet, right? It's not the strategy. The strategy would be, right, to escape that selfishness. And then we're seeing ourselves, as we said, as special, as singular, but not as object, but as subject, as, as what we would call existence. That is consequently, obviously not at odds with anybody or anything else because there's nothing else aside from self as existence at all, period. So it wouldn't be at odds with with anything or anybody else. But now we have to be very clear that the real uh, process of self-nullification and, and, and moving towards selflessness is a, is a very difficult thing and it's certainly not talk. It is certainly not went out of that same utter egoism and selfishness and, and, uh, and uh, neurotic, insane desire to, to feel like somebody and something. We read up on something on the internet. Uh, you know, I'm one with the universe. I'm really right. We can find all kinds of statements uh, that, that are uh, all over the place, uh, right? And then we begin to say these statements and we begin to, to say, you know, I'm this and I'm that. That is not at all what we are talking about. We're talking about true human development, like the sort that occurs from when we're a baby to when we're an adult. If we keep it going, we should hopefully reduce our selfishness and, and our egoism uh, over the course of our lifetime. And it's not a question of simply saying nonsense. Uh, I, I'm only uh, I'm the, the cosmic love being, yada, yada, who, who knows? All right, so that we have, with that disclaimer, we would say, yeah, that, that, that would be the, the idea. But again, here, it, the, it stands to reason that the more we can nullify ourselves as contingent, meaning as body, as psychology, as story, as narrow identity, the more we can uh, see ourselves or, or kind of feel ourselves to be that which there is and satisfy that innermost desire and drive and instinct, which as it would appear drives the all, all human uh, activity. And we would go so far as to say probably all, all uh, animal activity and all insect activity and so forth and so on. Meaning we can really truly be, feel like ourself and experience ourself Excuse me, as ourself, as opposed to as something that we're fundamentally not, which is just a bag of blood and bones and a particular uh, psychological profile. So here again, the keys would be that that genuine self-nullification, that genuine reduction uh, of uh, our, our psychology and of our impulses and of our physicality and, and, and moving uh, to, to overcome 
ourself. Uh, th- that would be the key. But again, we can't emphasize enough. It has to be genuine. It has to be the real deal. And it cannot just be talk. Just like putting on muscle. It's not enough to say, oh, I'm, the, I'm putting on muscle. I'm putting on muscle. I'm the strongest. No, we have to do it. So it's the same thing here. We cannot talk our way into something. We cannot say the certain phrases. Oh, I already know. You know, I'm, I already read that I'm the universe. The universe is inside of me. I'm the, this kind of utter horseradish, even the terms themselves. But never mind the fact that they don't reflect any kind of actual realized reality. But anyhow, um, all right, so it's say, yeah. So, so here, uh, uh, the, the, the project of real human development necessitates that we start off with some degree of self nullification, uh, meaning we don't say that this special person, uh, such and such special person, has begun a journey of uh, improvement and enlightenment and self realization and so forth and so on and, and um you know now i'm gonna uh, get, try to try to become selfless try to self-nullify that wouldn't work because we started off uh, on the wrong foot and it's possible again to go very long ways as it concerns talking and never move a real step forward as it concerns our uh, or, or the dissolvement of, of our of our selfishness so we have to start with a, a, the the kind of a, a humility and awareness that i'm not special as an animal as a body doesn't mean i don't have strength strengths right or weaknesses sure i do but so do other people and either way what does it matter again i can be seven feet tall i don't have to deny that i'm seven feet tall and say that really i'm not i know i am why what's the problem it's just that i'm not saying i'm seven feet tall so i don't have to really build myself into a human being i'm already a made man or woman right or uh, i'm very creative great people are creative people are artistic people are uh, t- talented in, in all kinds of things and we have to acknowledge our talents and use them and express them absolutely but to then say you know because i have this unique gift or ability i'm special out of all people and i don't really have to work on myself i don't really have to uh, nullify uh, myself and, and turn myself into a human being that would be what we're fighting against all right so that's the idea but once again we can't say it enough we have to remember that the real deal is different than the fake deal. So as an example, just to end, we'll say that uh, one variant of, of, of the pseudo-advancement that we're talking about, let's say a person uh, out of that same vanity and utter egoism reads up on uh, things online, okay, now I want to be the enlightened cosmic creature of, of love and, and vibration, reads up on this, right, and now spends 20 years uh, uh, working on, on him or herself, quote-unquote, working on him or herself in this way, and now walks around thinking constantly, you know, that, that I, I'm such and such big deal. But then let's say that uh, somebody disrespects a person like this, uh, you know, maybe throws a rag in their face, maybe a bus driver throws a rag in their face and says, clean the windows. What is this person going to do unless they have a self-image and they're going to be compelled out of that self-image? Says, ah, see, I'm, gonna, I'm a beautiful, enlightened uh, being full of love, so I'm going to turn the other cheek. But what is the person, aside from that self-image, what, what does the person do? The person would be enraged and go crazy. Right? How dare you? Do you know who I am? Do you know how great I am? Do you know how enlightened I am? Do you know how wonderful I am? Right? You're disrespecting me like this? So that's a sure sign. We know that uh, the, the, no matter what a person says with his or her mouth, no real progress has been made in the slightest. Only anti-progress, only a disgusting, messed up uh, creature has been formed. On the other hand, and this is a true story, there's a real sage uh, that um, some time ago that uh, uh, got on a bus. He's the first one there. And um, the, no, nobody else was on the bus. 
And the bus driver didn't uh, know who he was, didn't recognize him, though he was pretty famous, and, and, and did throw a rag at, at his face, older guy, threw, threw a rag at him and said, hey, old man, cl- clean the windows, right? So the, the, the sage picked up the rag and he cleaned the windows. That's it. And people came back and, and they saw it. And they, were, they said, oh my goodness, how, how dare you do this to this person? Excuse me, don't you know who this is? Uh, yada yada and, and the bus driver is, is almost crying i can't believe it i'm so sorry so the sage says no there's nothing to be sorry about you, you wanted the windows clean i cleaned the windows so that's real development when a person has really truly nullified themselves they're not even self-conscious that they're nullifying themselves they just really have done it and, and there's no feeling like oh i'm being humble right now or i'm turning the other cheek there's no distinct sense uh, of, of the psychological self that, that would be offended here, that would have a problem. So we see the difference, but again, it, we, to actually get there, it, we get, it has to be real, real, real. It can, we can't say, okay, I got it, and now it just is. No, it's a very long process. We might not be able to accomplish it, honestly, in our life. It might already be impossible. We have so many issues, but if we can at least move some steps toward that direction, that would be the, the ideal and what we're shooting for concerning this matter. All right, let's do it. Thank you for listening.